Happy New Year 2023! And hello everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today is my end of year 2022's top 20 books. It's not easy to make a top 20 list. The list can be fluid. There are times you think, wow, this book is awesome, and then I found myself deleting it from the list. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about how I came up with my list and why I picked a book to be here, and then we'll do the top 20. Some of you already know my top book because you've asked me in person and I've mentioned it, but hang in there with me. There are some good books in here that you may want to read. Before we start this episode, I want to say that your support of my podcast means the world to me. There are two ways. One is to buy me a coffee. I think the link is buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. And the other way you can support me is by buying a Libro FM credit bundle for yourself or as a gift. Libro FM is an amazing audiobook app, and your support also helps your local bookstore. I will add the links in the show notes, so please take a look. Now, let's get to this episode and how I pick my list. I keep track of all the books I read on Goodreads. It's just more convenient for me. Yes, I've heard of Storygraph, and this is not an episode about what app I use to keep track of my reading, but I just got used to Goodreads. Storygraph didn't do it for me. I mean, maybe I'll do an episode about apps and... uh, Anyway, how do I pick my top 20 books? I go to Goodreads and I will go through all the books I read in 2022. If a book strikes me, like I think, I like that book, that title, it's familiar. Wasn't that a good book? And then I physically write the titles down. This time I had 30 titles. Then for this time, it was a process of thinking through and deleting 10. To make it to this list, the book must either stick with me or it must have a theme that I feel is worthy to explore. And of course, if it's a book that blew my mind, then sure. Each book that I pick, I will discuss my reasons that book is in the top 20. I don't necessarily pick all my five-star reads. A lot of these may be four stars, but I feel going through these books that it is worthy to be in this list, at least according to me. So let's just get started. Book 20, Peach Blossom Spring by Melissa Fu. Let's talk about memory here. I read this book early last year. When I read it, I loved it. I wanted to do it for a book club. And now here I am thinking about this book. What was it about? I remember loving it, but I can't quite place what happens. I know it was set in China. I looked back and read the synopsis and I was like, oh yeah, it's coming back to me now. But I am going strictly on remembering a feeling. I remember being moved by this book. I will add this for book 20, and then I went back and forth between The Many Daughters of a Fang Mei by Jamie Ford and this book. I could have tossed a coin. Even as I record this, I'm thinking, should a Fang Mei be here instead? 
The reason it's not is because I read it in the last three months, so I'm bound to remember that book more. Also, I remember not particularly liking the concept. I thought it was an interesting concept, but I didn't like it. So it could be here for a unique story concept, but for this episode, book 20 is still Peach Blossom Spring. Book 19, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. I am surprised this book made it to my top 20. And my good friend is going to give me an earful after this episode because she said this was her top book. I didn't particularly care for this book, so why is it here in this list? Call it peer pressure, call it what you want, but three of my women friends loved this book. Like, love, love, love this book. And maybe I'm missing something? I felt the book needed to be worked out more. There were elements that didn't suit me. Yeah, I'm not making a great case here, am I? I just think the book brings out the blatant elements of feminism in a humorous way. So although I didn't love it, I still think you might. Okay, book 18, My Two Elaines by Martin J. Schreiber. I just read this last month, so obviously it's on my mind. It's a memoir, but it's poignant. If you have ever dealt with with a loved one with Alzheimer's. This book really was heartfelt. The letters from his wife about her disease, oh, I just felt this book needed to be here, and so it is. Book 17, A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. This is a trans romance with some great dialogues. Oh, the emotional pull on your heartstrings, it's crazy. If you like romances, and you love a slow burn and great sparring with conversations, this one was so worth it. There are some books like Emma or Jane Eyre that you read some particular scenes over and over. You can't get enough because of the emotional weight of the sexual tension. This is one of these. Book 16, A Strange and Stubborn Endurance by Foz Meadows. It's the... Titanai Chronicles, part one. I didn't know it was a part one. Now I'm like super stoked. Okay, this is another one of those books that is a gay romance, slow burn, and the romantic sexual tension is over the top. I could not handle it. It was just every glance between the two men were like flames shooting out. I could hardly breathe in the conversations. Oh my, this book has to be my top 20, you know, like, so no doubt about that. Okay, book 15, Daisy Darker by Alice Feeney. So this is a murder mystery. It's based on, um, and then there were none, the book by Agatha Christie. Since I didn't read the original, I was on my toes with this one. It was so fun, and the end was quite a twist. And I remember this book and remember loving it. Also, this is not my first Alice Feeney book, but I'm so glad I read this one. So fun. Great murder mystery. Totally belongs in my top 20. Book 14, Dinosaurs by Lydia Millet. It's always interesting to go back and see my rating on the books. This one had a five-star rating from me. It's your existential book. So you have this main character walking from New York to Arizona, and it's the question of what will you do if you had all the money, and money was not an option, would you be kind and help those who 
hurt you? What would your philosophy of life be? How would you handle people who take advantage of you because of your money? People who love you because of your money. I loved the questions this book posed and I knew this book would be in my top 20 the moment I read it. Book 13, Even Though I Knew the End by C.L. Polk. This is a fantasy and it's a short one. And what can I tell you about it? This was more of a recent read for me, but I remember loving it. I remember the concept of sacrifice and love, and it was a journey that was fun to embark on. You have good versus bad and fantasy elements, demons. Were there angels or other creatures? Anyway, this book just got me because of the title and the way the book goes. What decisions would you make? All right, book 12, Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. If you know Brene Brown, you will not question why this nonfiction book is in my top 20. So much I can learn from this book. I want to reread and study this book. It's one of those books that should be required reading. Understanding the depth of human emotion. What can be more significant than that? Book 11, Think Again by Adam M. Grant. Yes, I'm getting my nonfiction out of the way before the top 10, but this book was just great. I loved the case he makes for rethinking our decisions and re-evaluating our lives consistently. Another book that is worth my reread and worth studying absolutely belongs in my top 20. Okay, so we have done 11 to 20. Any surprises? Any books that you loved or hated? Where is the top 10 headed? We shall see. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. Book 10. The Seven or Eight Deaths of Stella Fortuna. What a great book. What a great way to chronicle a woman's life through fiction. We did this one for our book club, so definitely check out that episode when you read this book. This is a book about strong women and family, about following the patriarchy and going against it. It will make you sad and mad and happy, and it's heart-wrenching at times, but the reality of life presented so well is why this book is in my top 10. Book 9, Ordinary Monsters, The Talents Trilogy, Part 1, by J.M. Miro. What an epic fantasy this book is. How many different monsters do we encounter, and how great is this story? I want to reread before I read book 2. Book 2 hasn't come out yet, I don't think so, and unfortunately I cannot remember the full convoluted story of book 1. I will have to re-listen It's this journey of the unlikely hero that steps up and saves the day, or do they? If you're looking for a great fantasy to just drown in, this is the one. Book 8, Elsewhere, by Alexis Scheitkin. Again, existential books are my thing, books that make me think. This story is told in such a beautiful way, and the way it all comes around. I read this one a while ago, but this book stays with you. The heart and soul of relationships and understanding them and understanding love and coming full circle. I know this book got mixed reviews, but for me, I looked. I'd given it five stars when I read it, and so no wonder it's in my top ten. Book seven, To Paradise by Hanya Yanagihara. When I first read this book, I was like, WTF? I don't know if I fully get it, but that's why this book is here. It calls me to reread and figure it out and slow it down 
and get a great feel for all the characters and to take time as this book is told in so many different timelines and everyone is connected and so many things take place and it's brilliant in its structure. I would feel guilty not having this book here and so high up too. It's just concepts that I'm still trying to grasp. It's a smart book. My brain just needs time with it. Book six, The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan. Okay, I did not give this book five stars and this is an early read. I read it first couple of months in 2022, but here I am remembering all of it with the visceral reaction and need to throw up. I hated this book so much because it made me so, so, so angry and I feel choked at the injustice and I'm still not able to calm down when I think about this book. I want to throw it against the wall. I want to heal from it. I've read dystopian books before, but nothing like this one. I still feel like my guts have been ripped out. No, I'm not giving this book five stars and I'm not reading it again and I would strongly advise you to not read it, but this book deserves to be here if it can provoke me so greatly several months later. Book five, Hell of a Book by Jason Mott. So we did this one for book club and if you read the book, listen to that episode. This book is complex, the emotions of race and being dark-skinned and having a voice. I don't know what to say about this book other than read it. Book four, Four Treasures of the Sky by Jenny Tingle Zing. What is it with me and books that rip your heart out? This book, it's historic fiction and it's heavy. It's about the acceptance of Chinese in the United States in the late 1800s, the journey of one woman coming to the U.S. and trying to live, and the discrimination of Chinese at that time and blatant brutality of it all, another book that I don't want to remember and I'm trying hard to forget and again trying to not throw up and not cry. Book three, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This book has been going up and down this list from three to 20. Should it be lower down? Should this book be in the top 10? Is it intense enough to be high up? Does a book need to be intense? To be up here? Or will a great story suffice? The moment I saw Malibu Rising on my list, I said, yes, it's definitely going to be in the top 20. I love this book. And then I'm going through all the other books and I want to move it down. But here's why I will not move it down. Because while it's not intense and it's not going to shatter your heart, It's a perfect story and a perfect journey of an imperfect family and relationships. I don't need to throw up for a book to make it here, so I'm keeping it here. Book two, All My Rage by Sabah Tahir. Yes, we did this book for book club, so read it and then listen to the episode. This is a YA book that will touch your heart. Teenage angst and immigration story combined. This book will break you down and fill you up. It will make you lose hope in people, society, and then it will restore it. It'll hurt you and heal you. This book will make you want to get into the book and want to take care of these characters and tell them it's okay. 
I wanted to go into the book and help these kids. I'm choked up when I think about this book and story. It's definitely worth being my number two book of the year. And that, friends, brings up to the moment you all have been waiting for. What was my number one book of the year? Before I announce my top book, let me tell you about this book and the decision. I had read a book by this author, I think um, a year or two ago, and loved that book. And then I heard people say, this book, my number one book, was better. I thought, that's not possible. That other book was brilliant. Anyway, it is possible. This book blew me away. The second thing about this book is that the moment I read it, I knew it was my top book of the year. The third thing I will tell you about this book is that we are doing it for book club coming up in a few months. When a friend of mine heard this was my best book of the year, her question to me was, and why are we not doing this for book club? Anyway, the book. It starts off slow, but then by the end of the book, you are left with decisions people make out of love. Traumas people suffer from the sacrifices they make for their loved ones. Forgiveness despite crazy circumstances and communication and understanding for the other side. This book is complex as it is simple. My number one book of the year is none other than Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. And there you have it, friends. My top 20 books of the year. Have you read any of these? Did any of my books make it to your top 10 or 20 list? I would love to hear from you all. Shoot me an email, DM me on Insta or Twitter, what else? I am behind on my episodes. I'm working on catching up. Please be patient with me. And that's all I have, folks. Thank you for sticking around till the end. And Happy New Year. Before I go, if you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books. I'm also on Clubhouse. Look me up by name. I'm on TikTok. My tag is at Dr. Shnaz Ahmed. You can reach me through email. My address is livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. My website is shanazahmed.com. That is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. Thank you.